TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. I mean, I've done everything. Glenn Perkins. I've started, I've mopped up, I've closed. Glenn Perkins. We joke around and we have fun and he's different, he's unique. He seems like a guy that I'd like to have a beer with. It's me. It's Glenn Perkins on baseball. Sweet. Welcome to the Score North Twins Show. This is Glenn Perkins on baseball. I'm the host, Glenn Perkins. I'm here with Phil Mackey and Derek Whitmer, as usual. Derek uh, has an extra pep in his step. It's October, the playoffs, but that's not why. See, he just clapped. He's excited. It's 50 degrees out. There's no sun. He can finally go outside. Uh, It's Derek Wetmore goes outside season. Sweater weather, baby. From here until... Probably next April. I'm trying to figure out where that was going. <laughs> no, Derek, no, no. Derek, Derek is so excited. Probably have to go to Fort Myers. Some I don't, he doesn't point even want to talk about. He doesn't even want to talk about the twins. You know, you can follow Derek Wetmore on Instagram. It's just at sweater S Z N all year okay. round, baby. Um, we got a lot to get to. Uh, obviously, I mean, it, since we last spoke, uh, the twins. I, well, I guess they won a division. They won the division the night. So we did it last Wednesday. So then they won the division yeah. that night. So this is the first. This, this is, is the, the first, first one. Since, shows. So yeah. congratulations to Minnesota Twins. So we hey. have like some cheers, some sounder that you can play. That's like cheering or wow. Um, uh, yeah, actually, here, here you go. Put it there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Long overdue. There we go. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, the Twins won the uh, AL Central, which is sweet. Um, it was a foregone conclusion, but like there was so much angst like all summer long, like after the. Eleven and a half game lead gets all the way back down, and so for them to to finally do it, uh, I, I think it, I think it's good. They did it at the right time, so they were able to like still play some guys. Uh, we're gonna get to the roster stuff. Arise, uh, Kepler, uh, what Marwin? Yeah, there's, there's I mean, there's some there's half some the teams banged up. Big yeah, like question marks. And I mean, Rocco's very good at not really letting on what's going on with guys. In fact, he, uh, Royce, popped into my office a couple days ago, and he goes, I just talked to Rocco. He does these MLB Network 12-minute hits every week, and he says nothing. <laughs> and so I asked him, do you get paid to go on MLB Network? And Rocco said, yeah, they, they pay me. You're stealing money. <laughs> you say nothing. But he's a master at it. That's classic. It's so like it, baseball managers are turning into football coaches. Where <laughs> yeah, they like that, give nothing away. What, well, I mean, we joked about it, like the upper body injury, lower body injury. Yeah. You know, like Louis Rice, like clearly sprained his ankle. Ah, it's just a lower body. Lower body. There was a bone sticking out of the skin. No, it's a lower um, body injury. Yeah, lower We're going to be joined later on by former teammate. I'm going to save his introduction because I'm going to try to make him laugh. He's super hard to get to. Like, I want him to like out loud laugh when I introduce him. So I'm going to save. My introduction that I've been prepping since last night (laughs) for Justin Morneau. So uh, he's very stoic. Former teammate, current colleague, I guess. He's going to do some stuff uh, pregame on Monday at at Target Field uh, on Fox Sports North pregame. So he'll be involved in that. Uh, Obviously, he's going to have some, I think, interesting uh, viewpoints on not only the the, the times that they played, which I want to get to at some point today, too, that. How how the team has done in the past is irrelevant to how they're going to do. Can we start there? Yeah, let's start there it, because this is this is the best Twins team since the Twins started getting their butts kicked in the playoffs by the Yankees. Well, let's let's play let's play a clip to set the scene here. This this was Dave St. Peter on on our show, Mackie and Jeb with Rami last week because it kind of it's a good setup for it, where the path you're going down here. 
Uh, we obviously don't get to pick who we play. It certainly looks like it'll be New York. We understand the, you know, the, the, the history. Uh, that's my history. It isn't Bracco Baldelli's history. It certainly isn't Nelson Cruz's history. So I, I think that'll be overblown. But organizationally, I, I just say it's time to slay the dragon, right? You know, so, um, I, you know, well, we look forward to the challenge. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's perfect. And, and, and like, man, I feel like the Twins are way better. They're not, and they're not as good. Like some of those teams, they were. I mean, maybe they're only not as good in the scope of the Astros are super, super good. And so you're like, well, yeah, the Astros are probably going to win the AL. They're probably, I mean, they got a really good, I think the best chance to win the World Series. So maybe you even discount the Yankees a little bit. But the Twins are really good. And we touched on it a couple times over the last few weeks that the homers that they hit are going to be more valuable in the playoffs. And so I'm I'm curious later on when we talk to Justin, I'm going to ask him, What's the what? What do the Twins have to do to win? And I, and I, my take is they need to hit home runs. And I've said it numerous times over the last month, six weeks. It's a race to like six runs, and I don't think the team a, a team's going to win six to four. I think these are going to be high scoring games. But whoever can get out, whoever can get into the other team's bottom half of the bullpen is the team for me that's going to win that game. Yeah. So if you can, if you're if you're the Twins. And you can get out to a six to three lead and bounce Luis Severino from a game in the third inning or something. It's not the same. The Yankees have a good bullpen. It's not the same bullpen they faced a couple years ago. This, I think. I think you can make a case this Yankees lineup is stronger than than two years ago in the wild card round. But I think I would rather face this overall Yankees team than the one from two years ago. That's, that's interesting. They had more pitching two years ago. I think they. I think they had a better bullpen two years ago. Okay. I, think, I mean, they they literally lined up eight and a third innings of guys who throw ninety five miles an hour and have thirteen strikeouts yeah. per nine. Yeah, yes. and their and their top their top handful of guys are really good, just like they always have been. Just like the Twins' top half is really good, and I think that both of the you know the 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 fourth through seventh or fourth through eighth guys in the in the Twins and Yankees bullpens aren't as good as the the first through third or first through fourth or whatever, but. Like you can, you know, it's a, it's more of a trust factor, I guess. If you know, so like those guys that the Twins are going to round out is Zach Latella, Trevor May. The, the the bottom half are still really good. They've had good runs. They're pro. They're obviously more prone to give up runs than Taylor Rogers or Tyler Duffy or or guys like that. So I, that for me is is the key to the series is just, is getting out to that early lead, which obviously like, but it's more. Get an opportunity to face the guys that maybe the Yankees don't want to have to see out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's okay. I'm going to play another clip for you guys. I want your thoughts on this. Was Joe Girardi on WFAN on Mike Francesa's show a couple days ago? Do you think? Do you think anything's going to stop a Yankee Houston ALCS? I do not. No, okay. I, I think they're destined to play, and I think they're destined to play seven games. Is this a better Minnesota team than the ones that the Yankees have always beaten? Um, probably. I think their lineup is deeper. I'm not crazy about their rotation. I'm not crazy about their bullpen. 
uh, but I think their lineup is deeper. To say that you're, this is my beef with Girardi, okay? And, and I get where Girardi and Francesa are coming from because they've spent the last 10 or 15 years watching the Yankees destroy the Twins. I so I get that. I want Joe Girardi to, to name four guys in the Twins bullpen. That's yeah, the point. I want, him to name, that. I want him to name two guys right. in the Twins bullpen. I want him to name, give me one guy. But here's the thing. Joe? The, the Twins have <laughs> two of the best relievers in all of baseball, in Taylor Rogers and Tyler Duffy. Taylor Rogers didn't get good until a year ago, until like the All-Star break last year. Tyler Duffy didn't become this version of Tyler Duffy until two months ago. So it's possible that some you know the, the Twins have two of the best relievers in baseball that no one's ever heard of yet, including the Joe Girardis and maybe other people who've been follow, following the Yankees. Like they've, also friends been, they've also been a top three bullpen in, in the game yeah. since the All-Star break. Yeah, keep going. Like, that's a decent sample size. Sergio Romo, <laughs> is, uh, he's old, but he's not done. Trevor May has figured it out. Zach Littell's been great for two and a half months. Like, I'm not saying that the Twins have a deeper roster, more talented team, but the like national dismissal, I hate to put this word on it, guys. I think it's lazy. I think it it's is, just well, it I'm lazy, not going to look like, up the roster. It's just uh, Yankees. I mean, you, you almost you almost have to expect that. Um, but from everybody, like it's it seems yeah. kind of universal, and that's what's surprising. I mean, even the even just dismissing the the Rays, yeah, is I mean, I know that it's like the the one team for sure in the American League you don't have questions in a rotation is the Astros, and I think the I mean the Braves have a decent rotation. The the Dodgers have a decent rotation. The, the 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 Astros are head and shoulders above everybody else rotation wise. So I get like that. He might not be impressed. I'm not impressed with the Yankees rotation. You could turn I mean, around and say that best pitcher just came back. Am I right? Severino just mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. he's made he he pitched once. Uh, he's pitched like two times. Okay, two, yeah. But I mean, he just came back in September. So right, and then and then who else are they running out there? I mean, right? James Paxton. You could make a case if you're ranking the starting pitchers in the series. Um, I mean, Severino, if he's at his best, is the best pitcher in the series. But he, again, he who knows? The guy came back in September, and he's looked fairly good in, in his limited outings to this point. But Pax- he also hasn't faced the Twins lineup. Yeah, The, 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 the Twins are the best lineup that the Yankees are going to face um, until they play the Astros. The probable starters are going to be like James Paxton, Severino, Tanaka, question mark, J Hap question mark like that's right. this and is to your point, Glenn. All, that <laughs> their rotation is not more impressive than what the Twins have right now. No, and I think I mean and I and no, I can admit that I don't follow the Yankees probably as closely as Mike Francesca when he's not sleeping at the mic and <laughs> and Joe Girardi who's got a million other things going on. But the, the, it doesn't like Paxton to me has a little bit of the Barrio second half slide thing, right? Hasn't he? Yeah. He has. I mean, he was really, really good early on. He, I think, he had an injury. Uh, I mean, I, and you know what? The, the other thing, and this is something that I talked to Morneau about. Uh, it would have been mid-August, I think, when we were working a series together, and he said that he never worries about the Twins facing a left-handed pitcher. That they're they're definitely built to hit lefties. Oh my God, Nelson Cruz. I mean, alone. Mitch Garver. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Garver, Sano. You know, Kepler is a, a a pretty decent. Like you're going to put him fifth, and he's hit, he hit three hundred off lefties this year. Yeah. Like scope. They yeah. uh, you know, and so I you never worry about them facing lefties. So run James Paxson out there. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, the other New York afternoon drive host and the voice on TV and the face of Yankees baseball, Michael K had a different opinion on this Twins-Yankees series. I'll tell you this, too. 
I don't know if you guys agree with me. Minnesota's a team that I would rather play. Minnesota is not your father's twins. This team has 299 home runs. They've got really good players. They play the game the right way. So what you've done in the past, it doesn't really apply to the guys on the Minnesota Twins right now. This is not a layup series. You ain't set to come out and play well. I also love, I just love the fact for this Twins team, and you know, if you're a fan, you've been following this, and the last time they won a playoff game was in 2004. The last time the Twins won a playoff series was almost 20 years ago now in 2002. So as, as a fan, and if you've been watching in the media, this narrative is heavy. It's dominance from the Yankees. But if you start to go inside that clubhouse... Nelson Cruz has hit bombs in World Series games, right? Marwin Gonzalez hit a huge home run in a World Series game. You know, there's dudes on this team. Sergio Romo has closed out a world championship. He has three rings with the San Francisco Giants, right? Or at least two of them. Um, he got, he got all three. He won all three. All three. And I mean, like, and these dudes the, don't the young care. Guys, like, the young guys want, like, Ed Rosario wants to be on this stage. Miguel Sano, I'll never forget the first time he was in Yankee Stadium as a 21-year-old or whatever, hit two home runs. <laughs> Like, these guys want to be, they can't wait to be on TV, look sweet, and do sweet things. Like, they want to do, they want to do that. Yeah. Like, that's, that's their, that's their thing. They have guys that have been there that have done it. Marwin Gonzalez, Nelson Cruz, all these guys you mentioned have been there and done it. And then a bunch of young guys that want to do it. Who is most likely, who is most likely in this series to have an iconic moment? If the Twins win this series in four games, five games, who's most likely to have the iconic moment? Like, if you look back at, you know, Kirby Puckett, iconic moment, Game 6 of 1991. Um, A.J. Pierzynski, iconic moment in Game 5 of 2002 when he hit the home run to create separation. Right? I, Who's going to have the iconic moment? There's a few different ways to look at it, uh, and some of it is, is just based on what they did this year. So Nelson Cruz obviously just has been the guy all year long. So, you know, whether it's a, a base hit, it's with guys in scoring position, it's a home run. Marwin Gonzalez, and, and I think it's easy to forget um, that Marwin Gonzalez hit that homer against the Brewers off. Was it off Josh Hader? Uh, he took year? that fastball up yep. and, and gave That's them right. a lead late when they were the bullpen. The Indians were starting to close the gap. They the Twins had given up a run. He hit that home run like you could tell in that moment. He's like, all right, if this dude throws me a fastball in the bottom of the zone, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna kill it. Yep. He looked for a pitch. He knew what he wanted to do. He he got that pitch and he didn't miss it and like looked so calm doing it. And then the other one is Miguel Sano, the grand slam he hit against the Indians that basically ended their season. Yeah. And it, what he's done, he's had like five different seasons this year. Like he was hurt. Yeah. Then he was really good. Then he was really bad. People wanted him like, see you later. Don't ever come back. Then he was really good. Then he slumped a little bit. And then the last five weeks, he was incredible. One of the best hitters and, in baseball. And he's, I, I want to say he's in the top. Two, if not three, probably top two or three for sure as position player hitters in win probability added for the Twins. He's been he's been huge in clutch situations when they've needed a hit. He's he's delivered a hit and or a home run. So it's gonna be one of those three guys for me. I'd give Nelson Cruz like the decided edge of you just expect if there's a big moment it's gonna be him. Yeah, and then and then you can question like they're you know are they gonna do what they what other teams have done and, and walk him to pitch to Rosario, and so then it's it's then it then it's so Nelson Cruz hits third, Rosario hits fourth, Sano hits fifth, and I think I, the the one that I can envision doing something huge on a huge stage is Eddie Rosario. I, I mean I can envision him 
getting too amped up and striking out in a big spot. But I I think just in terms of he's the most boomer bust. Yeah, like it's either it's either like you really need him and he strikes out or he pops out to left on a pitch three feet outside or <laughs> or he hits that home so run defense, and, yeah. and like you know hits it and backpedals behind the umpire and then runs to first base. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out but it's a what, double. Like if if you're if you're on, I mean, the lineup is really tough to pitch to. That's obvious. If you're going to pitch to that lineup and you're getting down to crunch time, the guy that you don't let beat you is Nelson Cruz. So you're gonna you're gonna pitch around him. You're gonna walk him if it's a guy on second and one out or a guy on second and two outs. And you're gonna go. Then you're gonna pitch to Eddie Rosario. So opportunity wise, yeah. How often in these Twins Yankees matchups, going back to 2003, have the Twins had a guy in the lineup that you that you just 100 percent wanted to stay away from? I mean, you could say Joe Mauer 2009 because uh, he was the MVP and that was his big power season. Uh, Morno didn't play in the 09 or 2010 series because he was he had a back injury in 2009 and then the concussion in 2010. Uh, maybe Jim Tomey a little in 2010, but this is like Nelson in, in all of these Twins Yankees series going back 16 years. Nelson Cruz is the most imposing figure in a Twins lineup. Yeah, I mean, they've had Torrey Hunter, they've had Kyle yeah. Koski was a good hitter, but they they haven't had a dude like Nelson Cruz in the middle of the lineup where it where I mean, this is really you could say this is the first time outside of maybe a little bit 09 Mauer where Yankees pitchers are looking over and saying, "Whoa, okay, all right." We're going to stay clear from that guy. I mean, the other way around, the Twins said that about A-Rod, about Sheffield, about Giambi, about Cano. Judge two years we'll ago. No, I mean, it's like it's always tipped that way. And and you and it's different, but like if you lay out like game one, if it's Paxton, you're looking at Garver, 30-plus homers, Polanco, 20, low 20s, 300 hitter, Cruz, Rosario, Sano, Kepler, like it, and it's not. It's not just one guy. It's it's. It gets to be that like who who do you pitch to? Because five of those guys, five of those six guys have thirty homers, and the other dude can hit homers. Polanco's yeah. can hit homers, yeah, yeah. and but he's a, he's tough at bats. He's tough. All it's like it's the it's the extension of that, and that's like you go back and and obviously the the, the Yankee guys in the mid two thousands, late you know oh seven oh eight oh nine. Those lineups when they had, I mean, they were running out like eight all-stars. Those guys were all, I mean, career-wise had a longer track record, more equity in the game than than the guys do right now. But you, you would look at that lineup and it wasn't like, oh man, like, we, you know, hopefully, hopefully Cruz doesn't come up, you know, in a spot where, you know, bases loaded with two outs in the eighth inning. It, you start to look at like how many guys you have to get through. Right. And you, and you can't punt. You can't punt until you get to like Jake Cave batting eighth. Is like when you and and I mean even he can pop one, but like by and large, like you're looking at like the top six or seven, six for sure in a lineup against a lefty, where you can't you 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 can't punt on any of those guys. Can I can I just not to be a Buzz Killington? I'm a little I'm a little worried that Jake Cave's gonna do what the Milwaukee right fielder did the other night oh, and crush him. <laughs> like, that poor guy. Yeah, I'm I, like I'm a little. I'm just a little worried. I watched like the second inning of that game, and then I tuned back in. I was watching TV with uh, with my kid, and then tuned back in just to see Ryan Zimmerman break his bat on a single to center field. <laughs> oh, you got it in the right time, <laughs> and, then, and then a walk, and then a yeah. Um, that was a hell of a turn of events. 
Yeah, I mean that's it, that did have shades of like some of the stuff he's done this year. Ah, but it's good that he did it earlier in the summer because now he knows, boys. And hey, Tori did the same stuff, and you take Tori. That's true. Tori, yeah. I mean, that's think about all the different ways in which the Twins have kicked them themselves or shot themselves in the feet in these series. And Tori Hunter at the Metrodome, 2006. That was right. Oh, that was the Oakland A's series of 2006. Must have been at the dome coming he, in. He dove on a sinking liner, and you do that at the Metrodome, and that ball's gone. So Rami said this on the Score North. Let me see if I can get this right. <clears throat> the Score North AL Central Champs Twins show yesterday. Uh, I think I got that right. He said that if you're watching this as a Twins fan or a member of the Twins coaching staff, you play that Juan Soto hit out to right, Trent Grisham, show that clip and say, all right, play it safe. Let our bats and our bullpen do the talking this series. Don't let it be something weird like this that flips a game in Yankee that, Stadium. And that's the kind of stuff that just that happens in playoff games, especially with young guys. Like That's, that's where... That's that's what makes it tough when you get to a playoff game that it's just amplified. What's crazy about it is, okay, so Washington's a better team. I, I would have taken them before the game, but then they were looking like they were going to lose that game. For yeah. the whole time it was 3-1, but what changes in October, and you just alluded to it, one crazy thing that happens, flips an inning, flips a game, flips a series, and it's not long enough to make up for that. And if that, well, if that, and if that play is in mid-September or mid-June... He he just stops there, picks it up, lets the guy score from second, tie ball game. tries Let's tries see. tries to make sure that the other guy doesn't get to third, and instead it's I got to charge this thing, I got to make a play, I got to throw him out at home because we're in the playoffs and this is a one game winner take all. So you hope that yeah you know and that's where like you, you don't want to see Rosario try to throw somebody out at 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 second or th- throw somebody out at home and let a guy advance when he doesn't have a chance and he throws it in the backstop or something like that like not going to lie I, I thought I th- about it yeah i and i think that they're going to be i think i think they'll i think they'll be okay i think that they've some of these guys had the opportunity to play in new york in 17 and i think yep there is something to be said for having experience and, and bringing sergio romo we talked about it all summer on pre and post games, bringing a guy in like that that's been there and he's been talking about how awesome it is to be in the playoffs and what it's like with these with these guys that maybe haven't had the opportunity. There's value in that, and you know you hope that Nelson Cruz has done that. You hope that Marwin Gonzalez, guys that have played these, all three of those guys have played in in World Series. Um, and that there's there's value in just just. Talking about it because if you don't, then that's when you start to get overwhelmed. You start to you're in a spot where you've never been. Eyes get a little wider. Eyes get everything starts moving faster. So having some guys that have some experience and even just a little bit with Rosario. Sano didn't get to play in that game. I don't think he he was hurt. He had the leg thing. Yeah, Um, he's excited about getting in. Yeah, and and so hopefully those guys can draw on a little bit of that, and then also realize like I think they have a good manager and a good coaching staff that's going to tell those guys like the game doesn't change. Rocco's very meditative, and I love it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fantastic trait to have in a in a playoff series, and that's like you know not to bag on Gardy, but Gardy got. Yeah. Super, like he was more, you know, he was the guy that, like, like running around, like, like, hey, nobody get nervous, nobody panic, nobody's panicking, we're all good here, nobody, <laughs> everything's fine, we're gonna be just fine, and it's like, 
dude, you're, you know, you're like, you can see sweat squirting out of your pores. Yeah. Like, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> we're fine, right? Ten yeah. cups of coffee. We got, we got nothing to worry about. Nobody, everybody's good here. We're gonna be just fine. We're, we're gonna go out and split, play our game. And we're gonna win this game. So what does he talk? What does he talk like in June? Just to hear the comparative. Yeah, I mean, it'd be uh, well, well, boys, we didn't get it done today. I guess you know we got another game tomorrow. That's the good thing, and <laughs> you know, and so it's. It, have it, Rocco hasn't changed. I'll say this too in Gardy's defense, and I know you're just dogging on him because you guys are tight, but he didn't have the talent that those Yankees teams had. If you would have switched sides, he wins series with the Yankees lineup. Well, yeah, you right? can't lose those ones, and it's I'm, again, I'm yeah, I'm not right, right, I'm right. not blaming him, but yes. like just just the the <laughs> difference in that's hilarious in how how he managed a team versus how Rocco Baldelli, what we've seen from Rocco Baldelli is. Very zen like. Yeah. I mean, even even after the when they clinched, like he did his post game interview and it was like, I mean, you are way calm. Like like very, very, very calm. And you know, I know that they sat around for a while and maybe had a had a, a beer or something, but he was so much calmer than you would expect anyone to be. Yeah. Let's come back. Let's. We're going to get to Justin Morneau here on the show uh, in, I don't know, about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. But let's come back and just lay out our rosters. All right? Let's we'll just go quick through who are your pitchers, who are your hitters, and we come back here. And who like some of the guys that are on the front. I'll give you guys some options of like, all right, it's these three guys, pick two of them for the roster. Also, two things to note. Score North is your home for Twins playoff baseball. We will be running on AM 1500 on Score North every Twins playoff game until they're out. And uh, and we're pumped about that. Also, we're trying to give away ten thousand dollars. We're calling it the ten k uh, Bombus away for ten k, and uh, it's really easy to register. If you can identify who hits the first playoff bomba for the Twins, you're entered to win a thousand dollars. If that first playoff bomba is a grand slam, the prize jumps to ten thousand dollars. Download the Score North mobile app, register, and enter through listener rewards. This is Glenn Perkins on baseball, the Score North Twin Show. This copyrighted show is presented by authority of the Office of Score North. It may not be reproduced or retransmitted in any form, and the accounts and descriptions of this show may not be disseminated without the express written consent of Score North and or Phil Mackey. That's right. Especially Phil Mackey. Especially. Have you ever offered express written consent? Has anyone ever asked for it? Uh, there's been a couple people who've wanted the, the CD copy of a Still Glenn Perkins on Baseball episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah some, uh, some cassette tape. Some cassette, cassette tape... Uh, Burnage, I guess. It's hard to even say that word anymore. Cassette tape. Yes. Yeah. There was a there was a Tennessee quarterback a couple weekends ago. There was like these little rotary phones on the sidelines that you call up to talk to the offensive coordinator. And this kid like goes over. He's probably a freshman in full uniform, and he goes and like doesn't know how to use it. He literally picks the whole thing up and like puts it up to his head, <laughs> like the gear. That's hilarious. So oh, it's a handheld bud, gentlemen. Let's go through. I'm, I'm just going to lay out what I think about the roster, and you guys tell me if I'm an idiot, okay? Wait, we don't, you don't need yeah, to roster. Okay, we'll save you the time. <laughs> don't, don't waste your yeah, breath. Fill your need, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, because I think you have to bullpen at least one game, and maybe even two, you should be ready to unleash relievers early in games against the Yankees. So I would lean toward 13 pitchers. Yeah, it seems crazy because you you don't have... You don't have a fifth starter, so I guess you just add an extra reliever. You're using four. You're going to start four different 
and, bodies. And a couple of those bodies might only be like three inning guys. You're not you're not running out. I don't think you're running out. You know, well, Randy Dobnak, if he can give you five innings, awesome. That's huge. But Royce has kind of this is the seed that he planted in my head. If you've got all these injury concerns with your position players, and half these dudes are banged up, Max Kepler is banged up. If if Arise makes the roster, he's banged up. Do you want to roll in with only three bench players, knowing that a lot of your starters are banged up? Because I mean, if everyone's healthy, you're not going to pinch hit a lot. Really, you're, right. you might swap in a couple little pieces here and there, but it's not. You're not going to play National League style baseball where all right, we're going to double switch over here and like you're rolling with your lineups for the most part. Uh, but so I would lean toward 13 pitchers: Barrios, Odorizzi, Dobnak, Rogers, Duffy, May, Latell, Romo. I'm putting Gratterall on. That's nine. And I think Stashak belongs. So that's 10. And I'm choosing between. So Perez is great against lefties. You got to put Perez on. That's 11. Um, one, two, three. So we have two spots for Smeltzer, Thorpe, Gibby. That's it. Smeltzer, Thorpe, and Gibby. Yeah. Um, if you're keeping 13, it's for me, it's Smeltzer and Gibby. Um, and I say bye to Thorpe. If I'm keeping 12, I'm basically choosing between Gibby and Smelter. So or, or Stashak comes I'm, off and Gibby. I, I, I put Thorpe ahead of uh, Smelter. Smelter stuff wise. I like his. I like. I mean, just he's not throwing 100, but he's throwing harder with a better with better stuff than Devin Smelter. He can give you the same length if you need some kind of length. I just I I like him as a as a lefty that can. Generate a strikeout like in a in a overpower more a little bit more sure. overpowering way. Stuff wise, I agree with you, and I like Thorpe's future. I like him going forward. I just haven't seen that much from him this past month, and maybe maybe this is me being a prisoner of the moment. But I looked for all these guys' numbers. I was like, what have you done the last two months? And that's like all I care about. I don't care that Odorizzi had a great month of April. Doesn't matter for this. How are you pitching right now? And I think Lewis Thorpe's just been a little underwhelming the last uh, four or five weeks. I left him off the roster. I, too, went with 13, and I went Smelter and Gibby yeah. for those two final spots. I think Gibby's a lock. I, I, you, I mean, there's a lot of, like, he can he can pitch. He can come out of the bullpen. Like, it, I mean, really, when you're talking about this far down, like, ideally you wouldn't even want Hopefully he doesn't even pitch. Yes. But you also have to respect the fact that the guy's been here this long, that he's given you everything that he's got. Yep. He can go out there and he can throw 95. He's, he did it, a, you know, he threw back-to-back days in the last two games in Kansas City. Um, you have you have to put him on there. Like, that's just, that's not fair to the player. Uh, and, you know, you are trying to win a playoff series. That is Kyle Gibson, is Devin Smeltzer, is Lewis Thorpe, is Cody Stashek. Are these guys going to, like, Man, if that we would have gone another way, yeah, we yeah. would have won that. Like, no, they're not. So, I, I just, I, I think you, I think you throw everything out the window when you get to the playoffs. I don't think it matters what you did last week. I don't think okay. it matters what you did in April or August or anything. For me, it's what kind of stuff do you have? Gibby has, has shown good stuff. It's yep. been a little bit erratic, but it's good stuff. Agreed. Lewis Thorpe has better stuff than Devin Smelter. Fair. The, okay. uh, I've heard the Twins are leaning 13, but health is going to determine if all Aaron this stuff. If Aaron Judge is in that box, you want not that they would ever be facing him in that in a situation, anyways. But would, I mean, wouldn't you rather have Lewis Thorpe facing? I'd probably Aaron just go Judge get Taylor Rogers <laughs> or but, Tyler Duffy. Yeah, but, but, like, if if we're know, talking about like their 12th reliever against Aaron Judge, I'm just going to assume that the game the game's not going well. They got yeah. to, the Yankees got to six first that night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, position players. We're going to get to Justin Morneau here soon too. So a lot of this depends on well, what's what's Adrianza's health status right now? He told me he's one hundred percent. Okay, so he, so he's an option for the roster. 
according to him. Yes. Okay. Uh, and Arias were just waiting till essentially nine o'clock on Friday. Grade to one find sprain, out. but I heard the other day that he was walking around, wait on it, no okay. like huge noticeable limp. So if that's true, then that okay. would be a good sign considering what we saw a couple days earlier. Okay, so if that's so, let's so here's what I have as locks then: Garver, Cruz, Polanco, Kepler, Arias if he's healthy, uh, Marwin six, Sano seven, Rosario eight, Jason Castro is nine. And and so if if it's if you're keeping twelve position players, you have three options open for these: uh, Cave, Wade, Scope, Astadio, Crone. Scope is in. That's ten. I think Crone's in at this point. He hit a bomb over the weekend, right? So that's eleven. So now you've got if you're keeping twelve, you've got one roster spot open for either Williams, Astadio, Ira Adrianza, or Lamont Wade Jr. If you're keeping thirteen and you're taking a pitcher off, you would get two of those. So Cave would be really your only center fielder on the roster if you don't put Wade on there too. Yeah, I might even consider putting Wade on over Cave. Wade's your Wade's your pinch runner at a minimum, so he, I think he makes it. He's the fastest guy on the roster now, and in you know with with, <laughs> with the amount of home runs that this team's hit, the downside is that some of these guys don't move too well. Yeah, and you know so if a, if a Sano or if a Cruz gets walked, um. You know, a, a Garver in any of those guys, you have to have you have to have somebody that can go in and either go first to third or guarantee that you're scoring on a base hit if you're in scoring position. You you have to have that. You can't. You you're definitely playing for home runs, but you also if there's if the opportunity arises, you have to be able to have a guy that can run. I see what you did there. If the opportunity arises. <laughs> Really good. Wow. A lot of practices. The puns are always that was, intended that's a, that's on the a, score on yeah, that, That's a huge reach, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're all, it sounds like we're all, so would you, if it was Cave or Wade, are you saying Wade is on the roster and Cave, or you, you yeah, have to choose between that, one or the other? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, ugh. it's hard. Either way, like you're leaving, you're leaving dudes who contributed off the, your the, roster. Yeah, I know. And, and the, the thing that I struggle with is it, when you get down to the bottom of a roster like that, is like, wh- wh- why do you really need. How necessary are any guys? Sure. So then find somebody that does a job, something really well. And for me, that's Lamont Wade. A, if if you know, I guess you can bang, not you can you can defend yourself or protect yourself against an injury to yeah. to a JKF. So you do have another center fielder, Max Kepler, if he's healthy, can also play. Probably will start in center field. So here's another so, thing, like Astadio to me, we're kind of like it seems like he's kind of on the outs here. But if we're looking for a, a skill set or a thing that you can do that others can't. He puts the ball in play, and there's gonna be there's gonna be innings and games where you just need someone to not strike out, where you need someone to hit a ball to the outfield or hit a ball up the middle, fielded by the second baseman to get a runner in from third base, right? I mean, and he he doesn't strike out. Is there Louis, value in Luis Arise is, is if he he's he's kind of the one when they figure out what they're doing with him that's going to change a lot of other things because then that then that's Adrian's in the infield because you're going to end up putting Marwin somewhere, you know, you're going to have then Scope starts so he's not a right-handed bat on the bench. It it affects probably CJ Crone because then you 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 find you don't know you know who's gonna is Marwin gonna play first is is Crone gonna play first? It, a lot of it depends on what happens with Luis Arise. If he can play, then then you have some. Then it's then it's. I think then you can figure out what you don't need. Yeah, I agree with that. I think this is the same thing we do every year in spring training. Maybe you didn't do it as a player. I don't know, but. 
I come into you, spring Glenn training. Glenn did it in 2011. <laughs> what? No, no, no. Glenn was like this person in 2011. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like you come into spring training and I start doing the math. I start counting heads like on the day yeah. one. Which I don't know. Players probably it, it don't. All, it all they have they have two different rosters right now. One with Luis Arise on it, exactly, and one I, without him. That's and exactly what I was going to say. Because then you need you need a, you need Adrianza because you're going to need an extra infielder. Because then Marwin's you know or Scopes there, and you just it, the chess pieces move around based yeah, on that one thing. There's just some utility implications that you can that change if if Arise yeah. isn't there. Justin Morno joins the Scorner Twin Show. Glenn Perkins on baseball when we come back. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your Welcome back to the Score North Twins show. This is Glenn Perkins on baseball. We are joined by uh, a former teammate, a current broadcaster slash farmer slash father of basically an entire hockey team, Justin Morneau. Thank you for joining the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I did it. I said early on. I said I need to get you to laugh a little bit. I know. I, I know you're probably like you have tons of kids and a farm, so you you do get up in the mornings. But I don't know if you're much of a morning guy. I'm not, and I have to host a radio show in the morning. So uh, we're 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 doing it. But uh, thank you for joining. Um, so the la- the Twins obviously they open up tomorrow in Yankee Stadium. You the only time you ever played in the playoffs against the Yankees, you were hurt in 09 and 10, correct? Yep. Yep. I played in '04 in the playoffs. There we played. So what do you like? That was geez, that's 15 years ago. You came up. You had. I mean, you were. <laughs> you were still a little wet behind your ears. Um, what do you remember about that series? Well, I mean, that place is loud. That old Yankee Stadium. I don't know. Obviously, the amenities of the new one are nice, but there was nothing like that old Yankee Stadium. I mean, you could. You could feel the ground shake. You could feel the stadium shake. When that when that crowd got loud there, I mean it was it was something. But I think I was so young, I was just so naive. I didn't even understand the magnitude of the moment and what I was doing. I think you know the the first at bat I had in Yankee Stadium, I was nervous, but I, I got that out of the way before, and we were in the playoffs. And, and you know, I was young enough, I was cocky enough where I where I believed that we could win, and I, I felt like I belonged on that stage, and I felt like I belonged in that ballpark. But I mean, it was loud. It was the atmosphere there was just something else. There's, there's not really much to compare it to, other than being in the dome with the, with the roof on and, and that place full. But I mean, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, there's such good baseball fans there. They understand they're into every pitch. It's not like, you know, somebody gave them a ticket and they said, oh yeah, we'll show up in the third inning and we'll, we'll leave in the seventh. It's, it's they're ready from the first pitch from the, you know, from the roll call they do in the in the bullpen to everything else that goes on to it. I mean, you you have to be ready from that first pitch, otherwise you got a chance of embarrassing yourself. What did you do in that at bat? Ooh, I have no idea. <laughs> Who was it against? <laughs> no, I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. I don't remember any of that. I, all I know is it was it was just it was something that obviously I did forget, but it was just something that that stuck with me. Just the the sound and and 
feeling a building shake like that. You're wondering if the second deck's going to come tumbling down because you could feel it moving. It was, it was, it was electric. So we talked about earlier in the show about having guys like Nelson Cruz and Marwin Gonzalez and Sergio Roma that have played in the playoffs in World Series games. Is there something like as a younger guy, like I, and really, I guess with the Twins, and I'm trying to think about that roster. Really, wasn't much like postseason or World Series experience in that team. But is there stuff that those guys? Do you think they're they're talking to guys? Do you think that guys are trying to get a feel for what it's going to be like going into this series? I don't know. I think sometimes as a, I mean, obviously the experience you're able to put yourself in a moment. But sometimes as a young player, you're better off being naive. You're better off you know, not understanding how big the moment is. I mean, some, like a guy like Nelson Cruz, you could also see him being nervous as, as him looking at it as maybe this is the last chance I'm going to get to play in the playoffs. I have to do something here. Sometimes I think as a veteran player, you could almost put more pressure on yourself. But I don't know we saw it, I think, in, in Charlie Morton in, in Oakland, the first inning gets the bases loaded. He's able to, without his best stuff, get out of it. So, I mean, there is something for experience that'll that'll help you through it. But if there's, I think you can tell if your teammates are nervous or if they they're looking like they're being overwhelmed by the moment, or you know, there's 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 guys that'll come up. I, I had Koski there for me, and I had, you know, there's enough guys that have been around. Tori had been around. They played in the, you know, they lost to Anaheim the year before to go to the World Series, I believe, or two years before that. So it was it was one of those things where I think they could tell that I was just <laughs> cocky enough where I didn't really wasn't really overwhelmed by it. Now, I don't know how, I don't think I swung the bat very well, but I never felt like I didn't belong there. So I think, you know, veteran players, they have a read for it. If there's somebody that needs a, hey, you know, it's all right, or, you know, you struck out your first two at-bats, it doesn't matter, you know, you could sense that on the bench and you'll go up and give a guy a pat on the back or try and make him laugh or whatever you got to do to try and get him to relax a little bit. But I think these guys, we've seen it so much this year, they've been down by seven or eight runs in ball games and look like they're not out of it. They never panic. They they come back, they swing the bats well and they, they either make it a close game or make it, you know, the other team aware that the game's never over. So I don't think this team has a whole lot that overwhelms them. Uh, Justin, by the way, this is Phil Mackey, and our our crack research team has gone back in the archives. It was Mike Musina was your first at bat in the postseason. Mike Musina you, you grounded out to uh, to first base according to baseball reference. It was Good probably it was probably a one hop. On that. That's a one hop. It was a one hop line drive. You hit it really hard. Yeah, he scald scalded yeah, it. Probably probably that nasty curveball. <laughs> yeah, 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 myself on it. First base would pick it up barehand. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I I feel like the 2009 how hot you guys were in September, and then 2010 might have been the most just complete, probably the best offensive team of that 10 year run. I just wonder. I mean, I I'm guessing you don't spend every day thinking about it, but if you had been in those lineups, in those postseason series, how different do you think they turn out? And I know that you're a humble guy, so your answer might not be, we would have swept the Yankees, but do you think about that ever? Yeah, I think six was a tough one for me. You know, ten was a little different because I was, you know, it was the All-Star break, and I had played after the All-Star break, and I'm looking at it going, this I was probably the most, yeah, like you said, complete lineup we had. It was full of veterans. We brought in different guys. You know, there was threats up and down the lineup. I mean, it was it was a team that matched up really well with the most six. I think the Lariano injury, I think, uh, you know, anyone that was on that team who saw him pitch that year, Johan won the Cy Young that year, and then Lariano 
you know, if you ask most people, was was the better pitcher until he got hurt. I mean, it was it was amazing what he did. So to the thought of beating Santana and Lariano twice each in a series didn't seem realistic. Unfortunately, we didn't have Lariano. It's like you go back to the same thing. It's like we're missing one piece every time we go in. But, you know, it looks like this team should be ready to go. But I don't know. I mean, I, I look at it and go, <clears throat> could I have made a difference? Yeah, I'd like to think so. But you never really know what happens. And then they had a good team. I mean, we 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 felt like we could play with anybody. We were, we were always the underdog going in as much as people are looking at, at this team as. But when you're in that clubhouse and you're in that dugout, you're you're in control of what's going on. You feel like you can make a difference. You feel like you can beat anybody with the guys around you. You're all moving in the same direction. And this team has that. I feel like this team really matches up. It's going to be important for them to score first, I think, and, and get the lead to try and take the Yankees' bullpen out of it. But, you know, for us in 10, it was a – it was one of those ones that it's hard to play the what-if game. I do it occasionally. You know, what would have happened the second half of that year? What would have happened in the playoffs? You know, all that kind of stuff. But it's a tough place to be because you can just drive yourself nuts if you keep going back there. So, I don't know. I mean, I would have loved to have been a part of that, especially with how fun it was to play at Target Field that year where we were sold out every game to go into New York and maybe split a series and come back home. It would have been it would have been something else, but yeah, you know, it's all in the past now. So now I'm just cheering for these guys. Yeah. So flash warning to now. You alluded to a little bit. Other than other than outscoring the Yankees in this series, what do the Twins need to do to to actually win this series? Well, I think the the Yankees with the injuries to the rotation and them missing certain guys. You know, if they decide to go Paxton in Game One, they're hoping to get some length out of them. So if they're able to, with how good their lineup has been against left-handed pitchers, are they able to get him? out of the game maybe in the third inning, fourth inning, and they force New York to go to that bullpen early, it's going to affect game two. So if they're able to, you know, really kind of take the crowd out of it a little bit, kind of like what we saw in, in Oakland, you know, the way the Rays were able to do in that wild card game, they went in there, you know, leadoff homer, kind of quiets the crowd early and doesn't give them a chance to really get going. If they're able to go into New York, score early, get to Paxton and, and – if he is the game one starter, I know I don't think it's been announced yet, but if they're able to do that and, and you know put some stress on that Yankee bullpen and not allow him to set up and match up from the sixth inning or the fifth inning on, then they'll be in good shape. It's going to be tough if they're playing from behind and they're able to go to all those weapons they have down there in that in that bullpen for the Yankees. So I like our bullpen. I feel like our bullpen can match up with theirs. It's going to be the difference in, in whoever starters pitch better, whoever starters you know are able to pitch deeper into the games, but. It's not important in the playoffs, you know. It's it's happened very few times where the where the starting pitchers actually face the lineup the third time through. In the last three years, I think it's only happened six or seven times. So very rarely does it happen. But those guys, when they're pitching, they have to be effective and they have to get through that lineup twice and maybe into the into the fifth inning and allow that bullpen to work. So scoring first is going to be important, taking the lead, and and I think obviously you want to win both games, but splitting, you know, winning one of the first two in New York. Is going to be huge if they're able to do that. So who wins the series? Oof. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to say our guys. I mean, it's it's. I don't think. I think in years past, I think people look at it in a negative way, and people get caught up in the history of oh, they haven't beat them. And then, I don't think this team cares. And you know, as a player, if you if they win game one or lose game one, it doesn't erase the previous thirteen games or whatever they've lost in the playoffs. The organization's lost. None of these guys were here. Mm-hmm. You know, Gibby, Gibby's really the only guy that was any part of any of that history. So 
you can't erase history as much as we hear about 87 and 91 and the world championships and how much pride there is in the organization for that. You and I, we didn't have any part of that. We feel pride that the organization won, but we don't look back on that. We look back on it fondly, but we don't look back on it like we had anything to do with it. It's the same thing in the negative side of it. You don't look back on, okay, in 2004, I was playing on that team that won the last playoff game for the Twins. I mean, nobody cares if I was on that team. They, they has nothing to do with them. So it's 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 sort of a, you know, you look forward, and, and I think this Twins team can win this series if their starters are effective, if they're not playing from behind in the games, if they're able to get a lead early, they can win this series. I, I'd like to see that happen. Twins in five. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. Well, it's going to be tough to win Game Five in New York, but <laughs> that's a good that point. You're probably going to have you're probably going to have to win. You're probably going to have to beat Pat left-handed pitchers in the game. So that's going to be a challenge to do that. They can do it, but that's why the split is so important. Come home and you know have a chance to to close out a series at home, which we haven't seen in a while. That is a possibility, and I think the fans will get behind. Too, you know, there's going to be that here we go again feeling when they're coming back home. You can feel when they're behind you and they feel like they're confident in what you're doing. And if, if they're able to, to get a split or even win both in New York, that crowd will be rocking. They'll be behind. Love it. Stop, I will. Uh, thank you for joining. And I will see you Monday at Target Field. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, Ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.